Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Thea 2, Stellaris, Galciv 3, and much, much more. Troy. Hey, Troy. Welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Nate, how are things with you? Uh, I thought I thought I was due for a break, but I guess not. You know, the the plague is might be returning again. <laughs> oh, so no. I'm so tired of it. I mean, I'm feeling better, but like my oldest, which means my youngest is next. So it's going to be a fun. Looks like May is going to be fun. And by that, I mean, it's going to be God awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the exact yeah. opposite of fun. I uh, I can't catch a break with my schedule either. I'm just loaded up. Yeah, it's I. You know, I was gonna save this for a little bit later on, but I guess now is as good a time as any. So you know, like over the past couple of months, from time to time, I'll apologize that we just can't get reviews up on time. We're behind on stuff, and like some people are like, yeah, it's no problem. Other people are like, oh, come on, man, you got to do it. That's what we come here for. And it's like, you know, we all have kids. We all have full-time jobs. Some of us have other things on top of that. And we're trying really hard, but my God, it is so hard. So I started kind of thinking how we're going to do this, like some small changes we can make to expedite the reviewing process and like, looking around to see if there's anybody if i can bring in some more people to help with writing and content production and whatnot like it's just you know things of that nature so as i come up with ideas i'll I'll of course share it with the you know the greater community and you know the explominate staff you guys will always know ahead of time before i say anything so just stay tuned we'll be discussing it's almost going to be like how is explominate changing bit it's going to become like we'll do a little update every week for the next couple of weeks until we figure something out maybe we'll do like a poll for the month of june with the best ideas and see what the community thinks you know because i mean this is a community run site we're all community members it's supported by the community it's for the community so you know why not take get them to give some input here as well you know yeah for sure Okay, well, let's uh, launch this week's show with um, a Thea 2 or Thea the, Sh- Thea the Shattering, which is Thea 2 update. So at the time of recording, Thea 2 has not been released yet. But by the time you hear it, Thea 2 will be out with a full release, having left early access on Monday, May 13th. Um, 
I'm sure that on Monday there will be a full list of like the changes they made, you know, for the final release copy and everything like that. So that'll be included in the notes. And I can't really discuss it ahead of time because it's a weekend and it's, you know, it's hard to get in touch with developers and, you know, especially when they're trying to do last minute stuff, you know, crunch or whatever you want to call it, you know, so... I'm, I'm not saying that they're doing it, but I know how I am. And like, I try to make sure that by the deadline, all my stuff is done. And sometimes it requires me to put in extra hours towards the end. And the last thing I want is to be, hey, what's going on? Let's do this. Let's do that. So I'm just letting them be. So um, we wish him good luck during early access. I know I played quite a bit and you recently have been playing it. So we'll just save it for the, you know, for the games we're playing. But absolutely, Thea 2 should be out by the time that you hear this podcast and uh, we'd be curious if you've played it at, at that point like between monday to wednesday or thursday you know why don't you uh let us know in the in the comments below like what you think of it yeah for sure i'd be really interested to hear what other people have to say uh next we're moving on to fallen enchantress legendary heroes and after a very long time it got a new update this week and it includes a lot of uh, fixes, performance optimizations, AI enhancement, and balance tweaks, along with a bunch of other improvements uh, for the game. Um, particularly, the optimizations really good. So, uh, nothing, to my knowledge, is f- like brand new in the game. It's just that the game is going to run better, and the AI is going to play the game better. And uh, I'll be trying this game out again. I really liked it. I thought that, you know, it probably suffered from the debacle with uh, Wars of Magic when it came out and probably didn't get um, a a fair enough shake when it launched. I think it's a pretty good game, especially if you're into Forex games with a lot of Empire management. That's really good in Fallen Enchantress. So a new update's out. It's better than it was. And if you're interested, check it out. Yeah, and uh, we've been, um, Stardock has been hinting that they've been working on it, so we finally got our hands on what's included in the update, and it's pretty good. Now, moving on, let's uh, talk about Pax Nova, and at this point, it's already been out into early access for about a week, and we un- we unfortunately don't have any videos to put up because... Um, Dallin, Dallin's PC is on the fritz, and he hasn't been streaming lately, he hasn't been putting up stuff. Mark is on hiatus. So, you know, as a quick redirect, Rob, the founder of Explorminate, he has his own thing going, and he's put out a couple of videos. He's linked them in, the, in our thread. And, um, you know, we'll have a link to his video series, to his playlist. I, don't, I think at the time of recording, I think he's only got two so far, maybe three. So whatever he has, we'll link the playlist so you can check it out. But in the meantime, Oliver has a key and he's been checking it out. And some of his thoughts are in the thread as well. And so far, I mean, it's looking like it's an improvement. It's a good improvement over Dawn of Andromeda. And there definitely, it's got some potential. I mean, again, this is early access, but it's in a very playable state. And I'm seeing some of the other people kind of getting excited some of the you know my steam friends various community members are picking up copies so definitely good luck you know good for them good for gray wolf studios and i believe it is on sale right now as well in early access so if you want to you know save a couple of bucks and you're willing to check it out you know here's a chance if not of course you know your money you do as you please but uh hopefully we'll have something from oliver like an impressions piece in the near future 
And by near future, I mean like literally in the next week or two, hopefully. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. And um, that's it on the PAX PAX Nova news. All right. Well, most of our updates so far have been pretty short. We're going to continue that with Alliance of the Sacred Suns. Uh, This past week, version 0.7.3.0 was released and it mainly just included optimization improvements it added a patch bypasser a few more actions for you to play around with and that's kind of like options you have with your uh, various leaders and houses uh it says the ai has also been improved and a lot of bugs have been smashed so if you are in the beta test for alliance of the sacred suns there's a new patch out and it should probably improve how the game plays. So we appreciate that from uh, the guys, uh, well, the guy, (laughs) the one guy, working on it, and uh, we're looking forward to what comes up next with it. Absolutely. And moving on to another grand strategy set in space, Stellaris has had Dev Diary number 147 released this week, and uh, basically this is uh, talking about some of the free changes for um, update or the next DLC or version 2.3. We don't know the name yet. We don't know when it's coming. We don't know any, um, like what the paid content's gonna be. But so far we know there's all kinds of story packs involved. There's like new quest systems and archeology span and they've already talked about some new precursors and things like that. So this week uh, they're diving into uh, sectors, how sectors are going to work, and designations. Basically, a designation is how you classify a planet, and based on that, you can set pre- you can set an automated priority for what's being built on the planet. So, before, when you dealt with a sector, you would tell the sector, you know, produce this or that, and the whole sector would be working towards it. But now, you can actually um, micromanage if you want to even before you like sector off your systems into various production queues, um, individual planets. And you can, depending on what type of planet it is and you know what, what's the best output for it would be, you can set it to build particular districts, uh, to uh, remove blockers, repair, upgrade buildings, things like that. But what, you know, so you set that up, right? But what happens if there is... Um, like the planet has a high crime rate, right? So this triggers a crisis which results in the, I don't know, I mean, I guess it, the governor who would be running it for you would build up a precinct house to, you know, um, help mitigate crime or um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you don't have the technology for that. So if it doesn't, it'll skip it. But as soon as you develop the technology, it will go ahead and build it. Now, another thing that it's going to do that's going to be different is the way um, for the sectors that's going to be different than before is there's going to be... So before it was like individual uh, piles for the plan, like stockpiles. But now you can have like a sector stockpile that it would draw resources from in order to do whatever it is you're going to do. So we don't have like the full breakdown of what's going to be happening in the sectors. I'm sure that's going to be a very involved uh, dev diary in the near future, but it's definitely very positive because I mean, I was not a fan of the sector system, but I know a lot of people kind of start relied on them. And when the sector system was scrapped, a lot of teeth gnashing and just, you know, angry, you know, pounding of the table was going on all over the place or and now 
it seems like people are like, oh, okay, good, good. They're fixing it. They're bringing it. So then they have a list of things that need to be done. And I believe this list is um, related to the sector. So they have to work on various AI scripts to help the, you know, how the AI will handle sectors. They have to, um, con- so for the player, in order to set priorities for build order, for the designations or for the assignments for the planets, they, um, you should, you know, systems within subsystems, so you can create sectors, break them off, put them together, maybe create subsectors. Is what it's looking like. Reworking governors, additional automation, maybe even for ship construction. So you know, there's a lot of stuff going here, and I'm so grateful that they're focusing on the elements that the community wants. The community wants more stories. The community wants role playing. They're giving it to the community wants a functional way to manage large empires because right now it's intractable. It's so crazy. So they're bringing back sectors, but they're doing it, I suppose, at least on paper, the right way. So, you know, until we get our hands on it, we won't know for sure. So, you know, very exciting. Um, I'm keeping an eye on our community to see, you know, on the pulse of the Stellaris threat to see which way it's going and it seems to be that a lot of people are pretty happy with what they're seeing so far all right very cool so we're gonna hop on over to galactic civilization 3 and uh i think one of the cool things we should mention is sarah one of the developers who took a leave of absence is back and as a result there's a new patch for the game 3.7 and in this patch they've improved the late game ai they're pretty happy where it is with where it is for most of the game, but at the late game where you have lots of planets and lots of options, tons of ships, the AI was struggling. So 3.7 should address that and make the late game AI even more challenging to play. For Retribution players, um, in the previous patch, they removed a lot of technologies that made the synthetic races super strong. In an attempt to balance out those synthetic races, well, they overdid it. They kind of overshot on that. So they're putting some of those things in again. They're, they're restoring those. Uh, rebalanced a little bit, so that way, you know, they can address some of the problems that they saw, but also, like, power up some of the synthetics who suffered. And they're really interested in community feedback on what these new changes bring. And also, uh, along with putting those technologies back, um, they're restoring some of the colonization abilities for the robots, which was my favorite faction in Galsiv 3. So I'm glad to see that. Um, I hated to see that go. Are you, are you talking about the Yor? Um, dude, I don't remember what to call them. <laughs> like, okay. But I know yeah, just, but the robots were my favorite. The killer robots. Right? Yeah, the killer robots. Because yeah, that's the what you do, man. You get in a Forex game and you kill everybody. All this make nice, a play diplomacy. It's not for me. I just want to kill people. All right. So anyway, uh, they also preview a little bit of 3.8, uh, which will address the the UX for the game and make it more approachable for new players and also make the game, especially on large maps, which Galsiv 3 has humongous maps, uh, make the game more easier to manage, uh, especially later in the game when you have so many pa- planets and ships and things so uh, new players and old players alike should get a lot of benefit out of upcoming patch 3.8 so anyway that's it from galsiv 3 this week and like stardock's been busy man absolutely good for them they also 
uh, they've been doing work on their um, tower defense game based on their RTS. So they've been doing work on Astros of the Singularity. The tower defense game is Siege of Centauri. They've been doing work there as well. So, yeah, good for them. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad. I'm curious to see. I know that uh, I've seen uh, Brad Wardell um, tweeting here and there about 10 crowns for Soren Johnson. So he's pretty, he's excited. He keeps like, oh, check it out, check it out. Check it out. Well, at least he knows something about it because the rest of us sure don't. <laughs> well, it's anyway, okay. no, anyway, no uh, well, we're also going to stick with another Star Control, or Star Control, Stardock game called mm-hmm. Star Control. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second part of their Earth Rising expansion is coming out. And this one is called the Lexites. And the Lexites are, I mean, from the way they're described here, it seems like they're the main antagonist in the game. They're the ones that want to stop Earth's expansion into the galaxy. And, of course, their motivations for doing that are unknown at this point. So I think this part of the expansion is kind of exploring, like, why are they opposing humanity so much? Why are they being so antagonistic about that? So uh, it's introducing that new faction along with all their ships. And in addition to that, there's going to be a bunch of new missions and new weapons that you can add to your own ship to take on all the bad guys with. So, anyway, this is part two of a four-part expansion that they're fleecing, I mean releasing, in uh, different stages for the community. So there you go. Uh, Star Control Origins. It's been a while since we've heard about this game. Like, it hasn't had an update in a good while. So, anyway, now it's got one. Thankfully, the drama has subsided. Yeah, it, we. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about. Now that we brought it up, we'll probably jinx it, and all kinds yeah, of things are going to come uh, out. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just hope all that gets sorted out, and development on the game continues as scheduled. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So, okay. So, you know what game I'm super, super, super excited for? Like th- uh, last year was one of my most played games and this year i played quite a bit up until i couldn't play because of you know life but i'm looking forward to playing again hopefully this oh, summer sometime i know what it is it, there's got to be a new bejeweled game coming out how'd you know man all how right bejeweled you know? 4 is on the horizon that's right besides that one there's another one. <laughs> oh, there's another one oh, what could there's there another be? one what is it uh, i'm asking you can you want to venture a guess um is there a new Sorcerer King coming? I know you love that game. Not as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's well, not. It's, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be. What is it with the robots? Uh, BattleTech. It is. I was gonna say that people listening would be like, "What? XCOM Three is coming? Oh, I so wish it was coming. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Maybe even this year, but it's not. It's BattleTech. So they just announced like a. F- I mean, they've been talking about it, but they just gave us a look at urban warfare which is the second expansion for it and within this so there's a video there's not really a list of features or anything like that but it's a reveal like like i think it's like 30 minutes it'll be linked in the notes from the developers at harebrain schemes and um it adds uh, several more flashpoints now i don't know how many flashpoints but in the video they discuss it and apparently a bunch of the various senior developers each got input so it might be you know, maybe 10 or something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing this number out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they gave a number, but I don't know if that's the actual number or not. And um, they're also adding new loadouts for existing mechs. So the way it works is 
you have different um, different mechs from different weight classes, and based on the template, you you know the the mech would be best equipped as a melee unit or ra- medium range or long range recon unit or maybe an ambush unit or you know just a you know soaking damage or maybe a glass cannon you know so they added more loadouts to some of the classes like some of the um, smaller and medium classes lightweight and medium because uh, people were saying that later on in the game you don't really have uses for them so they did that and that's all great but what they really showed off was the new map with cities and that's just like it looks phenomenal. There's there's elevation. There are buildings that like power over the mechs and they dwarf them. And then there are buildings that the mechs can jump on and you can, you know, you you're fighting in a city center. Imagine fighting in Manhattan with you know fifty foot tall, uh, you know, robots. What, what would Manhattan look like after the fight? What's going to happen? I mean, is is the owner of the city going to be happy about having mech mech? warriors going at one another and then another thing is they threw in a new wrench which is sometimes there's going to be another faction joining the fight that might be hostile to everybody maybe friendly to one side or to the other or maybe they're trying to if you're on a bounty hunting mission maybe they're there to catch the bounty too so there's they're they're putting in some nice twists and i'm super super excited for that and i believe that's coming out uh june let me see june look and look and look no sometime in june i'll have to add update our uh, calendar with it but absolutely i'm so i'm so hyped for it so that's definitely a game i'll be playing this summer at some point i'm talking and another game that i'm very hyped for is fantasy general 2 now I reached out to the studio that's working on it and i spoke to slytherin who are the publishers and they're like, oh, those are real good questions. Would you like to do an interview with us? And I'm like, sure. What kind of interview would you like? So they um, they want to do a and I, I, You know what? Maybe maybe it's another one also. So we might have two Q&As coming up in the next couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. So stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, they released another um, like a vlog from the developer or the main developer he's he's had two so far and they're talking about like the factions and one of the main factions is the empire and they're kind of like the romans but they're different than the romans because this is a fantasy game so you know you have to be more interesting and how are they more interesting well they're necromancers of sorts but not really what they do is they raise the dead to use them to build their empire or to act as cannon fodder. So, for example, in a typical game, you know, 4X game, you know, when a unit dies, it dies. It really doesn't have that much of an impact on surrounding units around them, right? Like, you know, it's an army, there's so many units, who cares? But, like, there's things like morale that are really, really important to the functioning of an army. If you have a low morale army, you you have penalties. You have problems of breaking. I mean, this is shown off in the in the Total War Warhammer games. I believe this is a mechanic that's shown off, like as your health drops. It's also present in Age of Wonders three. So, and like in in Endless Legend, things like that. So there is various versions of it, but here it'll be different. So, for example, if one of your undead you know, cannon fodder, infantry units, you know, frontline units gets taken out, nobody cares. 
you just raise more skeleton. But if it's one of your cavalry or one of your archer, archer, arch, <laughs> archers or something like that that gets taken out, it'll have a negative impact on the performance of your whole army. So that's really interesting. And they showed more gameplay, and I'm still really, re like, it looks like a 4X to me, but I don't know yet. So, you know, stay tuned because that will be answered in the Q&A. Awesome. Well, very cool. Uh, speaking of games that might be 4X and might not, uh, we're going to talk about a new game in our What Is segment. So I'm doing the What Is segment this week, and it's called Myriad Renaissance. And Myriad Renaissance is described as a turn-based strategy game with city building and tactical mechanics. So it's set, it says here, <laughs> set in a low fantasy world made up of thousands of floating islands, which seems like a contradiction if it's low fantasy that you would have flying islands, but whatever. And there are three different ways you can engage with the game. You can conquer trade or machinate basically uh diplomacy so combat tra economics or diplomacy and um in this game you have to connect islands using magical chains and bridges sort of like um driftland the magic revival only it looks like you're doing it in a more industrial way rather than a mystical way like in Driftland, uh, and each island is going to have its own uh, certain um, amount and type of resources, and you're going to need those to build up your your cities and keep your population happy. You're going to create uh, trade routes on which you're flying ships. Again, that doesn't sound like low fantasy, but here we go. Flying ships can fly from island to island and engage in trade and scoop up new resources and things like that. There's going to be a tactical battle system where you can fight the other factions in the game. Or if there's not other... It does look like there can be multiple factions in the game at once. So it might be more like a 4X type of game. So anyway, it's called Mystical... No, I take that back. Myriad's Renaissance. And uh, it kind of looks like Driftland's Magic Revival, only turn-based or maybe... Masters of the Broken World, Eodor Masters of the Broken World, or Warlock 2, those types of games. So, anyway, if that sounds interesting to you, you can check that out and have a look at it. It's in, it's definitely in good company. Yeah. And I, I agree with you about the the low fantasy and then floating islands. That's kind of like... And flying okay. ships. And... <laughs> well, the ships, the flying ships look like dirigible. So, you're not, you know, it's not... It's not like, uh, well, maybe I don't know. It's, it's yeah, hard they have sails. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's okay. Let's just, let's suspend this belief and just see where it goes. Could be a fantastic game, right? Right, right. So, yeah, that's it for the main news. It's quite a bit this week, more so than we've had in a while. But um, it was, it's kind of quiet right now from um, some of the studios that we've been following. So. I didn't know. I didn't see anything new this week for Planet Fall, and we haven't heard anything for Endless Legend Two. Oh, is that me being optimistic? I meant Endless Space Two. <laughs> yeah, man, Endless Legend Two would make me so happy right now. Yeah, uh, if I had, if it was actually, uh oh, happening, is that I a slip? Be... Did you just violate your NDA? That's what I'm saying. I did not violate mine. My... There's no Endless Legend Two. 
So they they are working on Love Thyself. Their visual. So no novel. Endless Legend two. No, not that I know of. I'm not involved at this point with anything. So nope, no NDA. <laughs> Watch, I get a <laughs> Wednesday afternoon phone call from a lawyer. We're like, what? No. <clears throat> but anyways, um, so yeah, so I haven't heard anything lately. Very curious to see what's happening with Endless Space two. It's been kind of quiet from Amplitude, um, but you know, it's you know how it is. Sometimes everybody goes quiet and then they come back. You know, we had quite a bit of quiet from Paradox about Stellaris and look at all the stuff we've been getting lately. So it's all good. I appreciate it. I really do because this is like, there's like, we're behind so much. I'm afraid of like more major releases like that. And I know they're coming because I have a few items for future what is sections and there are more four X's coming. So, <laughs> you know. And, and still waiting to hear more about 10 Crowns. Very curious about that. But uh, that's it. So anyways, um, what have you been playing this week? Well, I played a little bit more Thea 2, and mm-hmm. I really like it. And I hope I don't lose my save when it launches. But if it does, that's fine. I'll just start a new game. And then um, I finished up the event that Wargaming ran for World of Tanks Blitz. It was a really, really good event. Uh, the prizes were really low in power. But just the way that they structured the event was a lot of fun and very useful. So they did a good job of just making it fun for everybody. And it set a new uh, concurrent players mark uh, this past weekend for uh, people on World of Tanks Blitz. So there were 26,000 Steam players playing it at once. So that's really good for a game that's mainly known as a mobile game for phones mm-hmm. and iPads and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, and I'm not surprised. Like, wait times to get into a match were non-existent. You could get in almost instantly. So uh, I had a lot of fun with that, and that was about it for me. What about you? Uh, nothing, nothing. Just yeah. no time at all, unfortunately. Don't see that changing in the next two to three weeks probably, but... Like, there's so many games I want to play. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And quick catch-up. At the time of recording, Stellaris had their free weekend. So I'm curious to hear from people that had not played it before, if they checked it out, what your thoughts were. And uh, Civilization VI was also having a really big sale. So Stellaris just turned three years old. So that's, that's you know, why they're doing the whole free weekend thing. So very excited for them. Congratulations to Paradox. Good job. And I think that's it for the news. All right. So is there anything uh, you want to say before we close this up? Just as usual, a huge thank you to our patrons. You guys and gals make this all possible. We're very grateful. We're hoping to institute some changes in the near future so we can get back up to releasing more regular reviews and stuff like that. So stay tuned. There's There are changes coming. Good ones. I think you guys are going to be pleased by it. And... Um, that's it. As as more as we figure out more in the background, you know, behind the scenes, I'll clue you guys in. I don't want to jump too far ahead. I don't want to set expectations high or low. It's just stuff's coming. You're going to like it. Um, I think that's it. All right. Very cool. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us this week. We really liked having you on the podcast with us. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya.